0: Hello, girlfriend, and welcome to this episode of Rise and Grow Post-Separation. A few years back, I had it all. A husband who was first a friend, a house in the burbs for a family to grow in, and Callie our cat, right by my side. But then I heard those words, those words that would change my life forever. You know what I'm talking about. I want a divorce. My name is Sarah Kassa. And I am here to lift you above the fear, anxiety, and loneliness that comes with breakup. Divorce or not, the pain is one, and the pain is real. I've learned so many things along the way, things I want to share with you now. I will share tools, tips, and actions you can take to grow your mind, your body, but more importantly, your heart, to rise into the strong woman within you. Guess what? If I could do it and get to live the life I have today, you better freaking believe you can. Now let's start, shall we? Today, we are gathered here in the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, including the Siksika, Picani and Kiana nations, the Stony Nakoda, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley nations, and the Sutsina Nation. Southern Alberta is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Hello, family. So while I don't have a review to read for you today, I'd like to let you know that by August 22, if you so graciously write a review for the podcast, for this baby podcast with 10 episodes so far, and you direct message me your review and let me know, you'll be entered into a draw to win a gift card from Friday Sacco. Now I am in no way affiliated to them or sponsored by them, at least not yet. Hello, Adam. If you're hearing this, I am a huge fan. So Adam is the founder of Friday Sacco. And over the past few years that I've been following them, I just look at everything he does, him and his team, and they tick all the boxes for me as a small business entrepreneur. So I like to support them. And I'd like to do that by sharing with you this amazing gift card that would allow you to buy a pair of mismatched socks for you and maybe for a loved one or your little one. So you can do that again by submitting a review before August 22nd, 2021 and DM me with that review for a chance to win. Let's do it. So here we are. 10 episodes in, summer of 2021 in Canada, and it's amazing how fast one can forget there was ever masking, social distancing, let alone isolation or quarantine, really. I mean, yes, COVID has not left. COVID is still here, and there are still some restrictions, but I'm just amazed at how easy it is to fall back into what was, at least superficially. Only this past winter, I recall checking into a lodge where the restaurant was closed, even to guests that were staying there. So basically to get dinner or lunch or breakfast, you had to put in an order the night before and it was delivered to your doorstep in a paper bag with disposable everything. Environmentally friendly? No, of course not. But everybody did what they could. Only this past spring... We had our third wave here in Calgary, Alberta, and we had to line up in an ever so familiar lineup to enter the grocery store. And I remember being frustrated during that third wave when we started hearing about certain countries starting to vaccinate and us wondering, when will it be our turn? Until finally it happened. In spring of 2021, vaccines started to roll out here in Alberta. Now, while access to vaccine has allowed us to get here, has allowed me to witness a summer where masking is no longer required, but optional, to return to an almost familiar way of life, I want to speak to those who are not as privileged. Yes, privileged. This word that also has taken the center stage in these last few years with all that's been happening around the world. And this is yet another example of privilege. Privilege to choose whether you want to be vaccinated or not and have access to it. This episode is for you. For those who are still struggling out there under countries where vaccine is nowhere to be seen yet, where political pressures are applied and inequity is really evident. This episode is to share with you what I have done to personally cope over the last one and a half years, since March 2020. The first thing I had to solution was my physical health. This takes me to my sciatic nerve pain. Now, back in 2019, I had a very busy time at work. So much so that I really worked myself extremely hard to the point that I had to take some rest, and I thought, great, I'm just going to take a few weeks off, I won't even exercise, I'll take it slow, I'll attend a conference. So it was great. It was almost a reward after working myself that hard. Now guess what my body did? Apparently your body doesn't always have the same plans as your mind does, (laughs) so it broke down. The time off that I gave it was not enough. The time off I gave it was too late. And so I ended up with shooting pain in my leg, which I thought, huh, oh, maybe it's just temporary. Oh, I'll just go get a massage. It'll go away. I aggravated it more probably by going to a massage and not really digging into the core issue. And then I did the complete opposite where I just went ballistic and went to everything out there, physio, Cairo, anyone that knew what they were doing and nothing helped. And I realized I was dealing with a long-term issue. It wasn't something that was going to go away. And so only time really healed it, but I didn't give up on exercising. As a matter of fact, nowadays I feel if I do stop exercising for a bit, I have this fear that what happened in 2019 will happen again and my body will give in to how much I put it through, basically, in terms of working hard and burnout. And so I exercise out of fear, which is not healthy. I am not telling you to do that. It's definitely something I need to work on. But I do worry about not working out, because when a few days pass, that nerve starts to get inflamed again, and that pain starts to creep up again, and I'm always worried that it would come back, and so I regularly exercise and strengthen my muscles, which I don't think is a bad thing. Exercising out of fear, on the other hand, that's a bad thing, and I will work on it. promise you that. promise myself that. But that takes me back to that physical fitness and health that was always top of mind for me. And so a pandemic happens, and the boxing studio I was so used to frequenting closed. What am I supposed to do? Now, my boxing studio did pivot real fast and started offering online workouts via Zoom. I tried those for a bit, more so as well to support, but it wasn't really fitting with what i was looking for or the level of fitness that i was seeking and so after looking around through mainly free content really youtube i came across sydney cummings now she has a youtube channel she's been doing this for years and i found the right fit with her you might like her you might not you might not know her check her out but she does a workout every day and she's consistent, and it's one person, it's not a group, so you're not distracted looking at different people doing the workout. It was a good fit for me. But the point of this is that if physical fitness was part of your routine, don't underestimate how important it is during the pandemic for you to continue in some form. It doesn't have to be the same. You redefine it. You try it out for a while. And you adapt and change, but do not underestimate the importance of continuing that. It's almost like a state of normal that you're demanding by continuing your physical fitness. Which leads me to the next way of trying to incorporate this physical fitness, which is scheduling. And that was my second tool that I had to really master. Now, I've always had challenges with scheduling. More to do with work, where I've listened to different advice. Some say, you need to block out different times of your day. And yeah, that's great advice, and I'd do that. I'd block lunch hour to work out, but guess what happens? Work again creeps in. You need to finish something, and that never really stuck. Sometimes it would, but most of the time it didn't. So again, after a while, after trying blocking my lunch to work out and that not happening, working out at home especially, I decided, you know what, I'm going to schedule it differently. I'm going to schedule it first thing in the morning. And if you told me a year ago that I'd be doing that, I would definitely laugh because I wake up, I like to take my time in the morning, just basically unwind. But I realized I had to fit it somewhere. If it wasn't beginning of my day, the middle was definitely not working. It would have to be the end of the day. And usually by that time, I have thought of a 100 reasons and excuses not to work out. So guess what? It's been working for me. Scheduling it first thing in the morning has actually been working. And so after, again, trying out different things and adapting, changing it up, you find what works for you. But you need to block that time in your calendar, like physically block it out in your calendar. Which brings me to my third tip, which is setting your work-life boundaries. And scheduling can help with that. So let me explain what I mean by setting work-life boundaries. For those of you working from home, or even studying during the pandemic, or are on a schedule with errands and and kids to look after, pets to look after. It's very easy for your work that you carry on inside your home to bleed into your personal home space. Now, a lot of us are experiencing this for the first time. For those that are parenting from home or managing a home, pre-pandemic, my hat's off to you. Because definitely, this is a new skill for some of us. And I'm starting to realize that for my mental health, there had to be the separation between my work and my life. And so how do you do that when you work from home or studying from home? A good tip is to try and separate your workspace. So no, I'm not a believer in taking your laptop into bed and starting off your day working in your bed. I mean, I know some people who do it and who enjoy it, but personally, I found there was a lot of good that came from getting up in the morning and going through the motions of of getting ready and getting dressed, as you would pre-pandemic. Going downstairs, having my breakfast, and then physically going to a space that was a little bit separated from my home space. So while yes the first few months we set up workstations in our home that did not prove to be healthy or a viable solution for the long run. So what we did next was had to solution a working station in the house that wasn't really in the middle of your living space. So no, we don't have separate rooms for that, so we found nooks in the in the house and actually You know, whether you buy a table, whether you get somebody to do a built-in unit, basically build in a little space for you to work from and try and separate yourself. If you have a room, even better. Confine yourself to that room. At the end of your workday, close the door on that room and don't look at it. It really does help to physically separate your workspace from your living space. However small the space is, You can try and get creative. Heck, open an IKEA catalog. There are so many ideas of how small spaces can really be creatively designed to have some form of separation. And that work-life balance can also carry in your calendar. Again, going back to how you can schedule your day. So what I found useful is putting a meeting at the end of the day where I actually prevent people from booking and meeting. So if you want to finish every day at 5, then block out, let's say, 4.30 to 5.30, and it will stop people from actually meeting with you the last half an hour. It gives you about half an hour to do your final tasks of the day, things like that. So I have half an hour around my lunch break blocked out, again, to run any errands or even just to have the space to do work. Because if you're somebody working from home that wasn't used to working from home, I know a lot of us are talking about online meeting fatigue. And so that is real. And so if you don't block out times in your day where you can breathe and do your own work and not be in back-to-back meetings, people will not know and will book back-to-back meetings. And so that was going back to that scheduling tip and working hand-in-hand with how you can set work-life boundaries. So now my fourth tip and what I think is an important one to talk about is mental health. I'm a firm believer as of late that mental health and physical health need to be discussed as equally as one another. We have had tendencies in the last decade or two to really focus on physical health, it's everywhere, right? Everybody talks about the importance of physical health, eating healthy. While yes, everybody recognizes the importance of mental health, but it hasn't taken the center stage yet, and it really needs to. Going back to that boxing and physical exercise that I used to do, you know what I actually realized that the lack of boxing did to me? It actually took away something else. It was a way for me to take out anger and vent. You might look at me or listen to me and think, oh, is she an angry person? And I wouldn't describe myself as an angry person, but it turns out it was a big coping tool for me. And I guess that's why I was attracted to it. It wasn't intentional. And so, yes, while I replaced boxing with another form of physical exercise, There was something missing now and I had these emotions that were just growing inside of me and they were not coming out in the form of (laughs) punching a bag and yeah the anger surfaced and now I had to face it. I had to face it and again look at the root of it and try and solution it. So in the pandemic I realized It was time I deal with these anger issues. And I found out that they were rooted in inner child small teeth trauma. But I didn't find that out on my own. I had to seek professional help to figure that out. And I tried it. Tried a lot of things. Again, just like my sciatic nerve pain, where I freaked out and I went to 10 different specialists. I kind of freaked out too. As the mental health issues started escalating during the pandemic, and I first started seeing a counselor, I even started seeing a career coach for my career, because that started suffering. And then I found coaching through Christine and Stefanos. I always reference them in my podcast, Christine Hassler, and her partner, Stefanos. Now, I'm not showing off that I'm this great person who's seeking all these amazing coaches, and I definitely don't have unlimited resources to spend on that. I just want to share with you that you can learn something from different people. And I want to share with you as well that no matter what resources you do have, there's work that can be done. Basically, because Christine Hassler is such a big name, There's no way I can afford one-on-one coaching with her. Instead, she offers a very affordable group session every now and then. And she offered a few of them during the pandemic. They were as cheap as 20 US dollars. And so, yeah, I would do those every now and then. And then I saved up because I saw the value in it for a weekend virtual retreat with her and her partner, Stefanos. And what's exciting, actually, about this time is that a lot of these amazing coaches have seen the need to provide an equitable coaching platform for people. And so if you, even if you go to her website, you will see that there's a grant that you can apply for for professional development. Not just her, many other coaches are doing that now. So don't think that the lack of resources Financial resources will stop you. There's something out there for everyone. So, a friend of mine, who this episode is dedicated to, has put it best. She said to me one day, Some days I'm okay, some days I'm a mess. And it seems to be a common theme for most people I speak to. I think each of us have our own therapist. It's the hot topic now, apparently. Oh, hey, how's your therapist? How times have changed. Yes, times have changed. Which is a good segue into the last tool that I have, which is changing our perspective. Looking at the pandemic as an opportunity. Now this is something, again, I heard over the last year. And it's challenging because it's also triggering. A lot of people lost loved ones. This has been challenging to a lot of people in so many different ways, including myself, including yourself. So how dare I say this is an opportunity? Yes, this was a tough time, I know. But this was also a time that we could pivot in. It really was a time of opportunity. I mean, did you use face masks? Did you stitch any and sell them? No? Well, someone did. They saw an opportunity. Did you pivot your restaurant? To take out when it was not primarily a takeout restaurant? No? Well, someone did. They set up meal plans. I know a famous chef here in Calgary. Yes, again, they had resources. But they realized instead of laying their staff off, they actually bought a small acreage and decided to farm produce for when they are able to open again. And so they took their employees from the restaurant and instead gave them a job farming. Again, they saw an opportunity. I'm not telling you this to depress you or upset you. I'm certainly not telling you this to make you think it's too late. If, like I said, COVID feels like it's a memory or starting to be a memory. It's not just about the pandemic. It's about realizing every stage in our life has an opportunity. I mean, what lens will you apply now if you are coming out of COVID? There are opportunities now where everybody is hungry for socializing, for group activities. So what will you do? Because if you don't do it, someone else will see opportunity and do it. It is hard. Like my friend said, there are good days and there are bad days. I know I've had so many of them. I I will continue to have so many of them. I picked fight out of nothing. And I broke down. And like I said, my anger came up. I saw sides of myself that I didn't recognize. That scared me. But somehow I'm thankful I saw them now because it's helping me look into the root cause of them. And I only hope that it can help you look at them differently And be kind to ourselves. Be kind to yourself when you see that version of yourself you don't like. And realize it's coming from something. So whether it's some of the tools like looking after your physical health, or just solutioning how you schedule your day, setting those work-life boundaries, or looking after your mental health with the support of a professional. At the end of the day, applying that lens of opportunity best you can Those are all strategies that can help a little bit at a time. And they can help turn that dial up one notch at a time to a better version of ourselves. So until next time, family, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have a girlfriend who is struggling out of a breakup and would benefit from these tools and tips, please share this episode with her. Us women have everything to gain from supporting and lifting one another up. So please don't forget to hit subscribe and check out riseandgrow.ca. It ensures this podcast reaches more listeners to grow our amazing community and ensures you are in the know of the latest offerings. Bye now.